today on the One Upbeat. It's that time of the year. We're here to count down the top 10 best video game scores of 2021. You'll hear music from Motoi Sakuraba, Richard Jakes, Peter McConnell, and many more. So here we are, another year, another best of list. Of course, not having the year end hasn't stopped us for a while now, doing best of lists over and over. And don't worry, there'll be even more after this. I hope you don't get as sick as countdowns as much as I probably will. 2021 was an interesting year. Most of the delays and productivity from 2020 were felt in 2021, but at the same time, I felt like I had a much harder time cutting games out of the top 10 list. 2020 had more games overall, but less excellent scores, I thought. 2021 had less games, but great scores were all over the place. Funny enough, 2020 had a definitely huge, duh, level number one score. And for 2021, ranking them was much more difficult. It was more of a matter of, oh, that ended up being number one, huh? More than anything else. Though I did know it would be a top 10 score as soon as I heard it in game, but you'll have to wait to find out what number one is. For now, we're doing numbers 10 through 6. As usual, I like to brag that this is the best best of list of the year because I don't just pull the year from September through November. There are a few great scores in here that I'm sure you haven't seen on any list published in December. It's hard not to forget about stuff that happened in February or March, but that's why we're here to clean up. So let's get into some music, shall we? I thought it would be nice before we start the countdown to pay tribute to a game that while not first released in 2021, finally was brought to the West in 2021. Originally released in 2015 and 2017, the Great Ace Attorney duology were games in the Ace Attorney series that followed university student Yunosuke Naruhodo as he is put on trial for a murder he didn't commit. Naruhodo is an ancestor of Phoenix Wright, the original game's protagonist. The game takes place in the Meiji era of Japan, which gives you an idea about how far back the, an ancestor he is since the era takes place between 1868 and 1912. The Ace Attorney series has a complicated relationship with localization. Just ask fans of Ace Attorney investigations too. After that game never left Japan in 2011, half of the main series games since weren't released outside of Japan until 2021. The Great Ace Attorney and The Great Ace Attorney 2 came to the West as a two-pack on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PC on July 27, 2021. That just leaves Investigations 2 as the sole game that never left Japan. Sorry, guys. I thought it'd be nice to pay tribute to a great game like this that finally got more exposure in 2021 by playing a medley from the game from the Ace Attorney 20th Anniversary Concert that aired online last year, performed by the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. I hope you enjoy it as an opener before getting into the main list. Here's music from The Great Ace Attorney, composed by Yasumakta Kitagawa. Thank 
I said the list was competitive today, and I meant it. Number 10 is the PlayStation 5's first big exclusive, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Sony doesn't seem too keen on giving PlayStation 5 exclusive games right now, and can you blame them with over 100 million PlayStation 4s out in the wild, and people still having trouble finding their new hardware a year into its life? Besides Returnal, and some smaller games like Destruction All-Stars and Astro's Playroom, it's really just Ratchet right now. In addition to overselling the Rift feature that takes you from world to world in an instant, supposedly only possible with the PS5's solid-state hard drive, Rift Apart is noteworthy for bringing in Hollywood composer Mark Mothersbaugh to write the music for the game. Besides being miscredited for the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy and Jack and Daxter, Mothersbaugh had dabbled in video game composing, though it's been over a decade since his last interaction with games. In an interview with The Verge, Mothersbaugh showed he understood game music by noting how important it is to write something that won't be annoying after one or two listens. Quote, because if a piece of music is inferior or not great, and you listen to it long enough, you can get really pissed off at everything, including the game that you are hearing it in, end quote. I mean, can you argue with him? Luckily, the famed composer did a good job not falling into the trap he himself identified, and that earned him a spot in the top 10 best scores of 2021. So let's celebrate by taking a nice listen to a few tracks. Here's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart with music by Mark Mothersbaugh.
Apple devices have never really been known as serious gaming machines. Either on Mac in the 90s outside of Bungie or Blizzard's output, you were left out to dry hard when all of your friends were playing cutting-edge everything on their PCs. Even when iPhone came out and had the App Store, most of the games were shrugged off as too simple, pathetic, rip-offs, whatever. So you can't really blame people for totally ignoring the launch of Apple Arcade in 2019. Apple Arcade is a subscription service not that different from Xbox Game Pass that allows you to play a selection of games on your Apple device. I'm a little sad people insist on ignoring Apple's games because it seems like this past year they did a very serious push for some serious exclusive games on the service. One of them we'll talk about right now is called World of Demons by Platinum Games. You know Platinum Games from hits like Bayonetta, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and the legendary Star Fox Guard. The game was soft-launched in 2018 for iOS in Malaysia, Singapore, and the Philippines. It was eventually taken off the App Store and came back in 2021 as basically a completely different game. The gameplay itself seems quite simple. It's almost like a boss rush mode where you use your sword to fight the yokai. I think more notable than anything about the game is that Platinum Games did an Apple Arcade exclusive game and the music was really good. The lead composer on the game which all tracks that we'll be listening to today are written by, is Hiroshi Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi previously wrote music for Okami, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, and The Wonderful 101. For World of Demons, he had the opportunity to work with the Synchron Stage Orchestra in Vienna. They're a group that'll do recordings for a number of projects that require live orchestras. They advertise of having hand-picked musicians from all of the renowned Viennese orchestras. In 2021 alone, they did recording for WandaVision, Fortnite, and the Olympics. They certainly sound good in World of Demons, and you'll hear it now. Here's World of Demons, composed by Hiroshi Yamaguchi.
APM Music offers limitless potential for your creative content. No matter the genre or mood, all the music you need is on one platform. And you don't have to worry about licensing. APM's got that covered. Need help finding the perfect track? APM's dedicated music directors can deliver curated options designed specifically for your creative vision. APM's website uses best-in-class search technology, so finding the perfect track is easier than ever. Find your sound at apmmusic.com. The best music ever recorded for video games is here on The One Upbeat with your host, Eric Silver. It's time for our obligatory appearance by Austin Wintory on the Best of the Year list. The placement is always more down to personal preference for a genre or style, which you don't really get to control that much as a composer when working on a specific game, of course. It really says something about a man that he's on this list every year, though. Wintory's latest masterpiece is Aliens Fireteam Elite, the latest in a long, long line of games based on the Alien movie series. The game takes place after the original trilogy. The game itself is fine. It got dumped on Xbox's Game Pass not long after release, which usually suggests it didn't do well with people having to pay $60 for it and needed to crank up the player base pretty quickly. The music is a perfect blend of paying tribute to the scores of Jerry Goldsmith, James Horner, and Elliot Goldenthal, while also being Wintry's own voice, and that's what any good composer should be doing in a sequel score. We're in an age where, especially in movies, Every movie has to be its own thing, as different as possible from the last thing musically. I'll say, without getting into too much detail, that we have that in Star Wars right now. Music should be an identity for a series. You had that a lot more back in the day. Look at the old superhero film franchises compared to today. You had three different composers writing for Superman in the 70s through the 80s, two different composers doing the 80s to 90s Batman, and two composers doing the 2000s Spider-Man films, but the scores sounded like they belonged to the same series. I appreciate that sort of thing. Doesn't mean you have to copy and paste what came before, but build on it. Not knock the tower down and start rebuilding it, just to have your tower be knocked over again in the future. I may be getting a bit on a tangent on my soapbox here, but it's a fine time to talk about this when there really isn't enough out there about Wintry's music itself to talk about. There's no original soundtrack yet, even though it's apparently in the works and not enough people are talking about the game at all. Mr. Wintry has put up a few videos featuring the music from the game on his YouTube channel, which is always appreciated because he doesn't just dump the audio, usually you get a score with commentary on it. It's really interesting and educational stuff, and it's a great way to promote the latest game he's working on. I think this was done with the Pathless and others in the past. So we'll be playing the three tracks he's put up on the channel now, but I encourage you to check them out on YouTube. You'll learn a lot more about them than you would just listening for now. Let's listen anyway. Here's music from Aliens Fireteam Elite, composed by Austin Wintry.
Psychonauts 2 was a very long time coming. The original game, one of the biggest cult classics around, was released in 2005. There were a few false starts for a sequel throughout the years, a crowdfunding campaign, a VR game in between, and an eventual Microsoft acquisition all before the release of Psychonauts 2 in August of 2021. The game ended up being beautiful, with a great story, wonderful voice work, great controls, interesting locations, but for me, best of all was the return of game music legend Peter McConnell to compose the score. McConnell and Psychonauts creator Tim Schafer go all the way back to Schafer's second game, Monkey Island 2, in 1991. McConnell talks about how he had more humble resources back in 2005 for the music, with very few options for live performances, whereas now he can do a, quote, more expansive score with all live players, end quote, and called it a real gift. If you've ever heard McConnell's music before, you know you're in for a great score with Psychonauts 2. It's such a pleasure hearing his return to Psychonauts, the universe. Yeah, I know there's the VR game, but come on, I'm talking about a full-blown sequel. Here's hoping McConnell is involved in whatever's next for developer Double Fine. He certainly seems interested. Until then, let's play some music from Psychonauts 2. Here we go.
come to the end of the first part of our countdown with a sequel to a musical powerhouse game. One of the best examples of a game that obviously doesn't care about getting awards, so they released early in the year, is Square Enix's Bravely Default 2. The game released in March of 2021, and even though it has a 2 in the name, it's the third game in the Bravely series. The first was a game for the 3DS that sort of expanded on a game called Final Fantasy The Four Heroes of Light. Heroes of Light was a Final Fantasy spin-off that was a sort of foil for the Final Fantasy series going in a very different direction than where it started. 2009 and 2010, when the game came out, was in the middle of the Final Fantasy 13 hype with it and all that came of it. 13 was a very different game from the first six or so Final Fantasy games, so there was an open window for a game more in the style of the originals. Bravely Default piggybacked off of Four Heroes of Light and gave us that sort of traditional turn-based RPG game in its own identity with its Brave and Default system. You can Brave and attack an extra move during your turn and skip the next turn, or Default and hold back your move for the turn and use it later. It's a surprisingly amazing amount of depth for a turn-based RPG that really opened up cool new possibilities. The second game, Bravely Second and Layer, was also for the 3DS. It really felt more like an enhanced port than a proper sequel, and the music sucked. The first Bravely game had music composed by composer Revo, of Linked Horizon. If you're into anime, you might know Linked Horizon is the group that performed the first Attack on Titan opening theme. Yep, those guys. That same sort of intensity and clarity is in Revo's score for Bravely Default. So one of the biggest parts of announcing Bravely Default 2 in 2019 was to let people know that all would be right in the world and Revo would be back to compose the music. And that he does. The town themes are colorfully orchestrated, the battle themes out of this world hardcore, and tons and tons of music was written, all by Revo, on the 4-CD limited edition soundtrack for the game that was released March 3rd, 2021, not long after the game's release. Let's get to listening. Here's music from Bravely Default 2 by Revo. Come back next time for the top five of the year. Until then, happy listening. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. 
You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our Tee Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net.